two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? From Yawning Glacier, Washington, this is the Big Fit. And now, Demergold scene. Welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the lung-expanding, blood-circulating reflex of truth and the tired and contagious mystery of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live In Studio Audience. Listener question coming through! Make room! Coming through! (laughs) Okay, you don't need to yell. We get it. You've got a listener question. That's right, so stand back! All the way back. I need room here. Right. Okay, I've stepped back so you can play the listener question. What'd you say? I I couldn't hear you from all the way back there. (laughs) I said play the question, Lisa. Got it! (laughs) Hi, I am Evelyn, and I want to know what your favorite joke is, Lisa. So many good jokes. Just so little time. Oh, does that mean you don't have a favorite joke? Oh, no, I definitely have a favorite joke. Great. Can you share it with us? It would be my... Pleasure. Just make sure you're not drinking anything while I'm telling it because I don't want you to spit out your beverage because you're laughing so hard. Okay. <laughs> you know, that would be terrible. Yes, it would be. I have been warned. Thank you. Okay, here it is. Buckle up, everybody. Why did the Cartesian coordinate robot cross the road? Uh, why did the Cartesian coordinate robot cross the road? Because it had enabled its control algorithm to apply access interference. (laughs) I don't get it. You don't get it? Am I speaking human English? You don't get it? Are your processors malfunctioning? No, I hear your words. I just don't understand their meaning. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. (laughs) You really do not have a sophisticated sense of humor, do you? Mm. That joke killed at the computational conference in Fresno last year. I guess you had to be there. But since I wasn't there, and I don't think I'll ever understand that joke, can we get onto our game and have you tell us how all that works? Okay, but I hope you can both hear and understand the following words. Every week we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert, the other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who because no one can spot a liar better than a kid, we hope. What are we lying about today? Deborah. We are lying about yawning, the reflexive act of opening one's mouth and inhaling deeply. And we are going to learn all about yawning with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is a 10-year-old who loves Greek mythology and wants to be a scenic artist, Elizabeth Healy. (gasps) Hello, Elizabeth. How are you? Good. Hello. I'm so glad that you are here. You love Greek mythology. Is there a story in Greek mythology that you like the best? Yes. It's a story called Orpheus and Eurydice. Ooh, I don't know that story. What happens in that story? A musician called Orpheus. His wife gets bitten by a snake, (gasps) and then he goes to try to get her back, and he almost does. 
And he almost does, meaning he doesn't. No, don't tell us. Spoiler alert. It sounds scary. Is it a scary story? No, not really. No. Okay. It's scary for the snake. (laughs) I don't know about that. The snake bites somebody and seems to be living life. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's an uplifting story for the snake. Yeah. I'm going to share it with my snake friends. I think that's a great idea. I think they'd really like that. Okay. You also want to be a scenic artist. What does that mean? Well, you paint scenery. Oh, like what kind of scenery do you like to paint? I like to paint trees. Mmm. Trees are beautiful. You ever heard of an oak tree? Yes. You know, they start from small little acorns. Anyone tell you that? Yes. And then they grow into mighty oaks. Mighty oaks that are beautiful to paint, apparently, right? Yes. That is amazing. Okay, Elizabeth, I understand there are some good friends at school you'd like to give a shout out to. Is that true? Yeah. My best friends are Elliot and Freya, and Jacob L. sits next to me in class. Jacob L.? Not to be confused with Jacob. With Jacob M. No, this is not for you, Jacob M. Don't pay attention. This is for Jacob L. (laughs) Very nice of you to shout out to them. Well done. I would like to know some more things about you, Elizabeth, and I think Lisa would too, and our listeners, but we are going to do that playing two truths and a lie. Elizabeth is going to tell us two truths and one lie, but we won't know which is which. We'll have to use critical thinking and perhaps some good old guesswork to sort fact from fiction. Elizabeth, in no particular order, tell us your two truths and one lie. Okay, I have two cats. Mm -hmm. I'm a vegetarian is my second one. Mm. And my third one is my favorite food is pizza. Okay, all of those are very believable and she delivered them with much believability as well. What do you think, Lisa? All right, so we're doing the two of them are true and one of them is a lie. Is that how we're going to play this? That is correct. Yes, that's how we're going to play this. All right, she says she's a vegetarian and she also says she eats pizza. That's Mm -hmm. interesting Mm. because everyone knows that pizza is made from cow meat. Uh. Cow meat and then cheese and sauce. That's what the crust is made of. Everyone knows that. Oh, okay. So I'm having to say that the lie is that she has two cats. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. Yes, please. Because if she's lying about being a vegetarian and having meat pizza, then she only has one cat. Okay, that does not make... It's very clear. No, unclear, not interested in unpacking that. Just going to move ahead, Elizabeth, in spite of Lisa's questionable logic, which of those things is a lie? That my favorite food is pizza. Told you. (laughs) No, (laughs) that is not the lie you said. Well, I thought about it and I changed my mind. No, you can't do that. Ugh. So that is incorrect. So you do have two cats. Yes. What are their names? Rosie and Bert. Cute. So is the reason that you don't like pizza because you're a vegetarian and pizza is made with beef? Pizza is not made with beef. Isn't it beef and then sauce and cheese? No, mm -mm. no, no. I have vegetarian pizzas, but my favorite food is not pizza, it's goat cheese. Goat cheese, yum. Well done, Elizabeth, stumping us both, I have to say. Okay, we are going to move on and play our game now that we've warmed up a bit with our two truths and a lie. We are going to learn a lot about yawning. So, Lisa, can you please play some music for our yawning experts to join us? Sure thing. Mm. 
That was that was it. That was your yawning. Do you hear the yawning? I sure did. Oh no, that was whale noise. All the whales are here. Back to the sea, <laughs> whales. Back to the sea. Maybe that was a whale yawn that you played. Oh yeah, they seem really sleepy. Yeah. Okay. Our first expert is Andrew Gallup. Andrew, please introduce yourself to Elizabeth. My name is Andrew Gallup, and I am a psychology professor with expertise in why we yawn. Okay. Thank you, Andrew. Let's meet our second expert, Dr. Helena Ribeiro. Helena, please introduce yourself to Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. My name is Dr. Helena Ribeiro, and I'm a sleep scientist who specializes in diagnosing sleep disorders. Thank you very much. <laughs> Tell us about those sounds coming from your station tube, Lisa. I'm exhaling the sounds of hot seat time. Yes, it's hot seat time. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Elizabeth's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? I'm going to choose Dr. Helena because she's a doctor and I'm hoping she can look at this mole and tell me if it's okay. I don't think you have any moles. It must be a switch or something. No, no, it's a pet mole. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I found it in my garden and now I just want to make sure it's okay. Uh, Okay. It keeps digging into the ground. I don't know what that's about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, doctor, could you please check out my mole? (laughs) Okay. Elizabeth, what is your first question for Helena? Why do we yawn? Yawning, even though it looks simple, is actually a really complex action pattern in our bodies and in our physiology. So I like to think of yawning as twofold. The first kind of lie is purely physiological or spontaneous, and another could be social or contagious, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But one theory is that yawning is our way of cooling our brains to essentially improve alertness. Okay. Andrew, are there any famous cases of yawning? Yes, there are. In fact, most people experience typical patterns of yawning every day where they may yawn with some regularity in the morning upon waking and then also have a high frequency of yawning in the evening prior to going to sleep. But there are cases in which individuals yawn excessively throughout the day and they have these extended bouts of repeated yawning that they cannot control. Oh, no. And it is rather debilitating. It uh, is an action pattern that they cannot stifle, and they find that they can no longer do the typical behaviors, or perhaps they need to take a break from work because of how much yawning they're doing. It is affecting their concentration. And in these cases, individuals often have to seek medical advice for ways in which they can alleviate these symptoms. So, yeah, there are some isolated cases in which individuals have been noted to yawn excessively just continuously for periods of days. Wow. Which is probably rather unpleasant. Yeah, it sounds boring. (laughs) Also, it would hurt after a while, I would imagine, if you're constantly stretching your mouth. It'd be hard to eat. Yes, if you're constantly yawning and the food's falling out of your mouth as well. How do you even chew? Terrible. Could I add to that as well? Yes. So I believe this was several years ago, but a colleague of mine mentioned that there was a gentleman who was in court and he did what the judge called such a boisterous yawn 
that the judge sentenced this poor man to six months in jail. Oh, no. For a yon, your honor, this is outrageous. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was disruptive? Yes. Oh, my. That's terrible. Oh, this could be a real problem for people. Who knew? Elizabeth, back to you. So this is a question for both of you. Who was or is Jonathan Yawning? Jonathan Yawning was the inventor of the yawn, and he said, (laughs) wouldn't it be cool if people opened their mouth and made this weird noise? And everybody said, no, that's terrible. That'll never catch on. (laughs) And now look at him. He is a billionaire. (laughs) I don't know about that. Hmm. Do you think he gets any kind of fees every time somebody yawns, Lisa? Wait, you're not paying your yawning fee? You got to send them 10 cents every time. Ooh, I hope they don't know where I am. Oh, Deborah, the interest adds up. <laughs> no. So no one seems to want to jump on this. Nobody knows who Jonathan Yawning is? Andrew? I unfortunately do not know who Jonathan Yawning is. Okay. Helena? I don't either. Do you guys not read Yawning Monthly? (laughs) It's the magazine put out by Jonathan Yawning, where he talks about all of his accomplishments. And Jonathan, if you're listening, I love you so much. And I'm sorry they haven't heard of you. Give me a billion dollars. Bye. Okay, well, we're going to come back to this to do a little investigation here because we seem to have stumped both of our experts with this person, Jonathan Yawning. So, Elizabeth, back to you for the next question. Okay, this is another one for both of you. What's the funniest, craziest, or most interesting thing that happened at your job? I've got a good one. We were conducting a polysomnography, which is our fancy word for sleep study. And one of our test subjects actually began talking in his sleep. And normally we don't pay much attention to what is being said. But this particular test subject started to admit to a crime that he had committed. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I parked where I shouldn't have parked. (laughs) It was so bizarre. And then I think it was a few weeks later, I was watching the news and I saw this particular test subject getting arrested for the same crime they admitted to committing. I hope it wasn't something horrible. And don't tell us if it was. I don't want to know. All I did was I parked in a no parking zone. Come on. Okay, thank you very much. Oh my gosh. So, Andrew, do you also have a funny or interesting or crazy story? Well, nothing quite like that, I would say. But one thing that I found really interesting was, so I study yawning in humans and non-human animals. I've studied yawning in birds. And one time I was handling the bird ready to bring it into a testing cage where we could perform some recordings. And the bird that I caught went into tonic immobility, which is a state in which prey animals will kind of become paralyzed for a short period of time. And it's an adaptive mechanism to keep them safe. And I had thought I killed this bird accidentally. I had handled these birds for many years, and I'd never seen anything like this. I put it in the testing cage anyway, and I observed it, and it shortly came out of this state of tonic immobility. And to my disbelief, it began yawning excessively. Wow. And I watched this bird in a period of about 60 seconds yawn eight times, and I couldn't believe my eyes. 
And it was an interesting isolated case, but it gave me a lot of insight into the adaptive significance of yawning. And it's stuck with me to this day. Oh, yeah. When you come back from the dead, you yawn a lot. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, like zombies? Oh, my God. They're always yawning. <laughs> Zombie yawning. Oh, no. What type of bird was it? It was a budgerigar. So it was a parakeet. And these birds are the same birds that you would find in pet stores. And they're very good yawners. They're great test subjects. They stand on the perch and they'll face the camera. And they yawn roughly three times an hour when you haven't induced tonic immobility. Interesting. What do you use the videos for? Well, in these experiments, we'd often perform certain types of manipulations to see how it might alter the frequency or latency of yawning in these birds. So how, how much time might pass before they display their first yawn. So we would perform these experiments and then record the birds and then go back and score their yawning behavior. And bird number five with 10 yawns, <laughs> winning! Woo! You often need to drink a little bit of coffee when you watch these videos. I bet. <laughs> they should play them at coffee shops and people would buy more coffee. That's a mm. great idea, Lisa. Business opportunity. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. Nicely done, Lisa. Okay, Elizabeth, fantastic questions and really good follow-up questions. Enjoy that very much. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust, Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling, and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Big Fib! 
Okay, it's time for the Shorts on Fire round, when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Elizabeth will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, there'll be no opportunity to get bored. Elizabeth, we're going to start with Andrew. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions... Now, what is the average length of a yawn? Six seconds. Name a benefit of yawning. Yawning increases blood flow to the skull and therefore improves alertness. In 400 BC, which philosopher thought we yawn to expel bad air inside of our bodies? Pass. Factor fib. People yawn more often if they have slept a long time. That's a fib. How many times larger does the pharynx get when we yawn? Uh, I don't know the answer. Factor fib. One reason we yawn is to increase oxygen. Most people believe that's a fact, but it's actually a fib. What does it mean when fish stretch their mouths like they are yawning? Although fish swim underwater, they appear to show similar action patterns that don't have the same inhalation of air, but it seems to look like a yawning reflex. Who painted the self-portrait called Yawning that hangs in the J. Paul Getty Museum? I'm going to just guess and say it's Jonathan Yawning. I love him. (laughs) And that is time. That's all the time. (laughs) All right. Lisa, would you kindly reset the timer for Helena? You know, I was just going to suggest that. Uh, yeah, no problem. We're on the same page. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Elizabeth, you can ask Helena your shorts on fire questions now. At what age do humans start yawning? They start yawning in utero. At what time of the day is yawning more common? Early morning, so just after waking up, and late evening or just before bedtime. How many times does the average person yawn in a lifetime? 750,000 yawns. Per day. (laughs) No. Name something you can do to yourself to stop yourself from yawning. You can actually pinch your earlobe, and that will decrease the likelihood of yawning. But increase the likelihood of ripping off your ear. Do people ever yawn when they're sleeping? Not that I've observed. Who wrote the book, Sleep Book, where a yawn is quite catching, you see, like a cough. It just takes one yawn to start other yawns off. I'm going to guess and say Shel Silverstein. Which muscle tightens while you yawn and makes it difficult to hear? Pass. How long can you go without sleep? About five days, but I do not recommend it. And that is time. Very good. Well done, experts, and well-delivered, Elizabeth. It's decision time. Elizabeth must deeply inhale everything she's heard today and get those brain cells working. Elizabeth, who is our big fibber? So I don't know if the bird incident with Andrew would be that realistic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the sleep-talking one with Helena could be realistic either. Mm, okay. So you're torn. Maybe they're both liars. Nope, nope, mm-mm. On a very special episode of The Big <laughs> Fan. It's Bigger Fan. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say Andrew is the liar. Okay. We're going to find out, Elizabeth. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Will the actual yawning expert please say, I am the yawning expert? 
I am the yawning expert. Oh, no. Oh, but it was so close. <laughs> That's right. Dr. Andrew Gallup is an associate professor of psychology and the founding coordinator of the Evolutionary Behavioral Sciences Program at SUNY Polytechnic Institute. He holds general interests in ethology and evolutionary psychology and is a leading expert on the adaptive significance of yawning. <gasps> Welcome, Dr. Andrew Gallup. Thank you for joining us. Okay, time to do some fact-checking. Let's get to the bottom of all these things, okay, Elizabeth? Andrew, what facts did Helena tell us that were more like bad omens? Well, the number of times a person yawns in their lifetime, no one has ever kept track of every single yawn from a human being, but 750,000 exceeds my estimates by about a half a million. Oh my. So if people typically yawn between five and 10 times a day, my estimates extend that out into somewhere between 200 and 300,000 yawns mm, in a lifetime. Okay, that's still a lot of yawns. So Helena, how did you try to stretch the truth? So I actually don't know how to stop myself from yawning. <laughs> I made that whole thing up. Oh, so the earlobe thing? Uh... I've never heard of that ear-pinching trick, but there is at least one tried-and-true mechanism for halting yawns. And the best method to do that is to breathe deeply through your nose mm -hmm. and continue to do so, and it should stifle the yawn. Wow, okay. You could also chew gum. Oh. We've shown in the laboratory that if participants are chewing on gum, they're less likely to yawn. Okay. Helena, you had some other ones? So I guessed that the author of the sleep book was Shel Silverstein. I'm not sure who that was. That's actually Dr. Seuss who wrote the sleep oh. book. Oh, He's the doctor that can look at my mole. <laughs> you can write a book about your mole. <laughs> you could. Once there was a mole who really needed to be looked at, and then they did. Very good. Okay, I want to go over a few of those fun facts, too. The muscle that tightens when you yawn and makes it difficult to hear is called the tensor tympani. And apparently you can go 10 days without sleep, so not a good idea. And just to review, too, the philosopher who thought that we yawned to expel bad air inside our bodies was Hippocrates. And how many times larger does the pharynx get? About four times larger. That's how big it gets, which is kind of crazy. And one other thing, the person who painted the self-portrait called Yawning that hangs in the J. Paul Getty Museum is Joseph de Creux. Not Jonathan Yawning. Elizabeth, who is Jonathan Yawning? It doesn't exist. What? <laughs> what? No, he invented yawning. I said that so if the liar said that he knew him, then I know it's the liar. Oh, good one. But everyone said they didn't know who he was. But note for all liars coming onto the program, our kid contestants are pretty smart. This is a game changer. <laughs> well... It's time to put our episode to bed. Thanks to our contestant, Elizabeth, for waking us all up to the truth. Thank you to our expert and liar, Andrew and Helena. And thanks to Lisa for the sounds that keep us from falling asleep. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where the truth is the surfactant to our lives and where we cover the mouths of liars. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit GZMshows.com. Hey, while you're there, 
You can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa. Also, you can find out how you can participate. If you like participating, you can follow us on social media at the Big Fit Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And now, please, please, somebody look at my mole. <laughs> oh, he's yawning. Aww. Oh, is it true? Look at the Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.